Welcome to Osnap, candid conversations about business and life with your hosts Amy and Rosie, owners of Snap, the community, education and inspiration forum for photographers and creatives. Hi. Seriously, though, if we're giggly women. <clears throat> just giggly women. Yeah, there's nothing important to say. No, none whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about that today. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about today, Amy? We're going to talk about creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we probably can't fit it into like a 45 minute podcast, but um, we're definitely going to chat about it. Because um, I think. We're both creatives. We are. Um, and probably have some things to say about creativity. I do want to mention that this is our first podcast recording since you had emergency... Emer- can't speak. Emergency surgery emergency. nearly two weeks ago. Yeah. So, not 100% yeah, <laughs> But we're pushing through. Yeah. Yeah, pushing through. Um, so any random noises that Rosie makes? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's so weird. Like what it does to your body and stuff afterwards. Yeah, just really, really strange. Even kind of like um, I got really tearful the other day. Mm. And um, like on like day three after the operation and day five after the operation, like I just got so unbelievably tearful. Felt like I was like proper. Oh. PMSing or something, and just for no reason other than anaesthetic. Yeah, that's anaesthetic. But also, you. you had your insides opened up and had things moved around. Yeah. Like that's not usually something that happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> not on a day to day basis. No. So it's probably gonna make you, it's probably gonna make you feel some things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm not making any apology for that podcast listeners because we discussed it before we started recording and we're both very transparent people and it's how we run our business and our community and we don't believe in perfection so yeah so sorry i'm uh, no, no sorry i'm not sorry no sorry you're not thank, sorry thank you for bearing with me for the random noises i make when i'm either in pain or like rubbing my stomach because it's just being weird today and I just want to point out that Rosie is here voluntarily. I haven't <laughs> forced her to record a podcast today. Help. Someone help! Because <laughs> people who know me might think that I forced you to record a podcast what? today. No. Um, I don't. Um, Actually, it's quite nice to have a visitor. <gasps> See, um, we've, we're doing this in my parents' front room, so any. Uh, it sounds very posh when you say that, doesn't it? Front, front room. room. Um, it's a very grown up phrase isn't it but um, yeah we're at my parents house because that's where I'm currently living at the moment Um, and they've uh, kindly said that uh, we could use the front room so that's where we are so that's where we are we've got a fire going so yeah let's go back to creativity creativity now that we've updated everyone on 
Rosie's health. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's not every every episode by now. She's fine. Can't lift anything heavy at Snap. So for those of you who are coming to Snap, if you see Rosie lifting anything heavy, take it off of her. Thank you. Um, creativity. I'm just gonna say it. What does it? Yeah. What does it mean to you? I don't think I'm a particularly creative person. Sake. You've said this is not the first time you've said that to me, and it just blows my mind that you don't think that you're particularly creative. Uh, like the, I mean, just if you purely, I mean, obviously I'm your number one fan, but <laughs> um, like, just if you look at the way that you shoot, the way that you put things together, it's just so artistic. I see. I don't feel like that. Would pop? I don't think any of us feel like that. I don't think anyone does does something and goes, "Oh, now I feel like an artist." Yeah, I don't, I don't identify it. as a creative as a creative. But I think that's sort of the problem with creativity. Oh fuck, maybe. Yeah, I just feel like I'm very like finished. <laughs> End of podcast. Um, and you didn't even even get to hear any of Rosie's noises today. Um, <laughs> like doing various animal noises yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what happened now um yeah I just I think because maybe when you're not a creative business you maybe feel more creative because you are just doing it for the joy of mm. creating but when you become a business who is a creative business like Business is like at least 70% of everything that you do. So you have to become a really good business person. Mm. And sometimes the creative stuff kind of gets put on the wayside. The wayside, is that a word? By the wayside, yeah. By the wayside, there we go. Um, And I think what happens is, like, especially over the last couple of years, maybe it's the last couple of years, I feel more creative at the moment because I've rested. Yeah, and you've got more time. Yeah, while... And I'm actually not being creative with photography I'm being creative with writing that's what I feel is coming through me at the moment um I still love photography just really want to make that very very clear <laughs> and I still very feel very creative about it but it's not my that's my work yeah um but I think over the last couple of years because we were so burnt out and tired I was just on autopilot I was just relying on all of the skills that, muscle memory yeah everything that I knew in order to just get by which meant my clients were happy it meant my work was up to a standard but I wasn't really like pushing it. it yeah exactly because I don't think I do like going back to that comment I do think creativity is something that needs to be allowed to come through you it's not something that you force yeah I think you although I'm, I'm going to say something to the contrary later but um I think there are two types. I think there's stuff that comes out when you have space mm-hmm. um, and you connect on an emotional level and I think there's stuff that comes out when you are up against it, when you're in crisis or when you're um, against a time limit or something or against a like a tight brief. Yeah. Because then you're forced to find yeah, creativity in a, in a small space. Being held to a deadline, back up against the wall, you have to. So actually, there's what you're saying is there's two types. There's one that is when you have space, so it's almost like when you're bored. So it's like one's or from you're necessity not, and one's from 
Yeah, um, one's made in action, one is made in inaction. Mm. Yeah, basically, right? yeah. Yeah, you've got yeah the back up against the wall type work, and then you've got the, I'm in the shower and I suddenly get an amazing idea. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing with ideas. Ideas are obviously the beginning of creativity, but so many people don't actually action their ideas. So often those ideas just come into your head. Do you then, like, I say, do you ever get it? You probably do. But, like, I get frustrated, probably, where I have this very clear idea of what I want in my head and then I can never completely get it out into the world the same way that it was in my head. Yeah, I think that with everything, especially with something as visual as photography. Like, when I'm going to, like, a wedding. Yeah, it's more fun, like, painting or doing something. If I'm in my head and I'm like, I'm going to do this today and I'm going to like look for this frame and I'm going to do this and that and the other and I'll have like a visual in my head of what it's going to look like and then when it comes to the execution, I'm just like, well, that's a bit shit. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> um, but that's practice, isn't it? That's closing the gap. I guess, yeah, between skill and... And I'm, I love the gap because it's you have taste and ideas at the beginning but you need you actually need to work on the skill in between what is actually the execution of 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 those ideas that's the bit in the middle where people go oh you're so lucky to be able or or the bit at the end even yeah they don't you close the gap and they're like oh you're so lucky that you can do this or you've got this like talent or skill and you're like yes yes i am so lucky. Well, so, so lucky. So lucky. So lucky. But also, like, I have spent years honing this and learning and and you could do this too if, like, yeah. you put the time in. Yeah, because I do think, yeah, you have, like, the idea is just the beginning. The thought processes are just the beginning. The execution is something that's entirely different and that is where the skill set comes in. It's like with writing, like... Okay, so like maybe photography at the moment doesn't feel particularly creative to me because I've been doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. So I can just be in that autopilot and I know that that's not that's that's enough. And also so much of my work is repetitive. It so it's not You've creative, got a format, haven't you? Yeah. Like especially for weddings. Weddings are repetitive um, and um, you know, brand shoots are also repetitive. So if I want to make something creative I have to kind of push myself and sometimes that's not what my client wants because you also have to remember that this is is client driven work not work for me so I do think like personal work is really important for that aspect um, for developing that creativity and then being able to apply it to your business but you know if I go to a wedding if I shoot a wedding if I come away with like 10 photos that I feel is where I really kind of pushed myself and tried something new and tried to execute like an idea or a new way of doing things or a new way of seeing things, then that's great. And then obviously for the rest of the images, then the clients might not like those photos. They might think, you know, what the fuck did she do here? Like, I might be like, this is amazing. They might be like, oh God. Um, But at least with the other like 990 photos, they're getting the like autopilot work. Um, because that's what they're paying me for. So I kind of feel like the exchange of money can sometimes remove the creativity, but you still got to then be actively just 
taking a little bit of that client work for yourself. I, yeah, I mean, that's very much what I try and do as um, And I kind of, I have, I'm lucky enough that I get to be uh, slightly more creative when people aren't really listening. Mm. So for your weddings and parties and that kind of stuff where you're very much main event, um, it, it will kind of be by the book a little, little bit. Um, and not really kind of no one wants you experimenting in those situations um, but if you're at a restaurant or something um, and you're very much background yeah and you've just got more space this is why I say to people with weddings this is the exact same thing like the, the drinks reception mm-hmm. I kind of like it, it takes me 20 minutes at a drinks reception to get the safe shots like the ones that I know the clients will want um, but the rest of the time can be used for play and the same with the party like I would I wouldn't use a couple's time particularly for that because they have such a short amount of time on their wedding day that's not my time that's their time um and I think once you've honed your skills to do good work that you lean on that kind of autopilot slightly repetitive because that's what they're paying you for Mm -hmm. and you might get an opportunity to like push like a little bit for something else but for me, it's definitely the playtime is like during the drinks reception and at the party. Um, so yeah, it's when the client expectation is maybe not as high. So when you're um, when you're doing stuff for yourself, when you're working for yourself, yeah. And you like, what do you kind of do? Do you, do you consciously go? this is what I'm doing to boost my creativity or do you just kind of let it because I I sometimes feel like the best stuff comes when you don't really think yeah so like do you remember your wolf session last summer and I'm nodding sorry yeah, yeah. nodding um, when we did your wolf session and I was obviously experimenting with this idea of photographing people without expectation mm-hmm. and to see what happens and I didn't really know what I wanted it to be. And obviously we went to the we went to the woods and you decided on that red dress and the light was amazing and it was just us. And then for me, creativity is in the space without expectation. Mm-hmm. So by just kind of us being in that situation and just leaning into doing whatever felt good or interesting i think this is, this is funny because i was just thinking about like because i've just picked up a camera obviously yeah. the last couple of head shoot headshot swaps head shoots headshot swaps no one can say headshot swaps <laughs> <laughs> uh the last couple of um headshot swaps we've done um you lent me your camera yeah and I've not felt that what I've done is particularly creative, but I don't really have any kind of skill to fall back on. So I'm just kind of, I'm being snap happy. Yeah. And what I feel like I'm doing is doing whatever feels right in the moment. Exactly. It's like following a thread. For me, creativity feels like following a thread okay. of something that's interesting. Um, which is why I think it is so hard to educate people on creativity because it feels different every single time it's 
yeah, like when we did your wolf session, I had zero expectation, but and we had like an hour's space to fill. And I sometimes find that when I'm on a client shoot, and it's actually the in between moments that I get my best work, where there is that empty no space, yeah. and there's no the, there's no expectation from me or from them. Yeah. Um, which is why like the better portraits are always towards the end. And yeah, I just I feel like cre- creativity is like a, it's a thread, and you pull it, and you follow it, and you you just see where it takes you. But unless you are giving yourself space, then it's very difficult to like force that if you're just putting pressure on yourself and expectation and usually expectation comes from seeing what other people are doing and I'm not dissing inspiration from other people's work like at all I think that's what we do as human beings um I know some people get really like offended by it but like that is we are social creatures so copying each other and using other people's work for inspiration is is a very normal part of humanity and I think people get, but I think people get really set on that. Like I was seeing this, so I want to recreate it, and then they're not kind of giving space for. I have so much in my head right now because I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like, it's, okay. it's also like messing up. Yeah, so I think for me, it's kind of almost being a kid again. Yes, it's play. It's Creativity play. is play. So it's it's like the room to fuck it up and the room to kind of maybe have it not um not be perfect not be not meet expectations Mm. just doing it for the sake of doing it so I like I started to do this thing recently where I uh basically because I I realized that I didn't um draw or paint anymore because I was like oh it's rubbish so I won't do it and I'm like what if you just do it (laughs) like it's right like, what if you just do it and it is rubbish? Why don't you deliberately make it exactly. rubbish? Um, so I started to create, like, just just do loads of stuff, but it just looks shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it still felt good. I've been doing this with my writing. Okay. Which is really hard for me because I also, if anyone knows me personally, knows that I need to be good at everything yeah. immediately, otherwise I don't bother, yeah. which is one of my biggest blocks. And um, I really love writing, but I have this expectation that everything I write the first time, like the first draft, it needs to be perfect, otherwise what's the point? Mm -hmm. So I've been just letting myself, I've been kind of like picking topics, a bit like what we've done with this podcast, I've just been picking something that maybe resonates with me at that period of time and then writing about it. And some of it is genuinely shit. Um... But also, some of it has been really good. But what has been interesting is that the stuff that I thought was shit, with a little bit of distance, mm-hmm. now doesn't seem so shit. Okay. Um, and can perhaps be worked on, um, or like improved, and I probably will improve on them, but actually reading them back, um, they aren't, it, it's not so shit, but I also brings me on to... So my brain's going like a million miles an hour now. Um, oh, it's gone. Fuck. That was really good. Oh, my brain. Yeah, come back. I hate it when that happens. Um, like, but I do think we need to be making messes mm-hmm. and being bad at things and being comfortable with being bad at things. It's come back. It's back. It's back. It's back. I think the um, pressure to produce 
content that's shareable constantly yeah is impacting it's like oh i've written this thing but i can't share it like sometimes you can make things that no one else has to see yeah do you know what i mean like yeah i think there's this pressure because we're creative business owners that everything we make needs to go out into the world or that it's only good if other people approve it yes it needs validation yeah like it could just be good for you because of how you felt or because it helped you express that particular thought or feeling it could be good because it meant that for that half an hour you were doing something constructive and taking yourself out of your head for a little while yeah just mental health it, it could be it could be any of those things for yourself alone without it necessarily being about you know I should know like I do get caught in that trap sometimes yeah yeah, so do I, a lot. And that's because, as business owners, we're also content creators. Yeah, it is that as well. And also because we've chosen to make businesses out of things we actually enjoy doing. Yeah, which means it does it, it, it does need validating. Because yeah. that's how we get paid. Yeah. Um, but that's why I think it's really important that we're making things that we're maybe not putting out into the world. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And I definitely enjoyed that with writing. Um, and with photography, like obviously, like take a lot of photos. So there's some photos that haven't gone out into the world. But I do think that pressure is problematic. Join us this April for Snap Twenty Three, the photography festival you've been looking for to help you learn, grow, and develop your business in a setting that is strictly informal. Nestled in the Peak District over four days, you'll be learning from amazing speakers and join your fellow photographers in taking part in workshops, styled shoots and photo walks before settling in for campfire chats and board games in the evening. Want to find out more? Visit snapphotofestival.com. Social media causes the comparison as well, right? Or at least makes it much easier to access that comparison now. Yeah, but maybe you didn't before, so you could take your inspiration... I think inspiration is a really important part of it. So, so many people lean on social media and the internet for where they get, whether they're doing it consciously or not, that's where they're getting their inspiration from. That's why the wedding industry looks all the same at the moment. <laughs> see, I, I kind of get the opposite. Like, I see stuff and I think, oh, I can't, um, I can't do that because someone's already done it. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a cover singer. <laughs> Essentially, your job. Yeah, my job is copying other people um, <laughs> and making it sound slightly different. Um, but but yeah, unless it's like I have a real problem with um, like not uh, more from kind of the the writing side of things from the, from the mm. from that kind of content um, about not like. I don't want to say copying others because I know I'm not copying others, but like the propagating. Is that a word? I remember listening to someone do there was a podcast. I can't remember. It was with Chris Eubank, and he talked about copying. How about nothing? He's a really random person to be talking about this, um, and I can't remember what podcast it was on. But I think he was talking about like his fighting style and how you copy fighting styles of other fighters in order to win. Hmm. Um, and he talked about how nothing's really original 
like it's always inspiration from other places whether that's from film social media what other photographers singers are doing or like from nature mm. like it's it's yeah we put our own spin on it we're reflecting the world back yeah aren't we though yeah that's sort of what art and all of that stuff is. well it's an expression isn't it an expression of yourself and um sorry I'm really smiling because I kind of wrote about this a little bit about okay. how um humans all human beings are made to create like and whether that's for context I wrote about it in um my sub stack about being childless and not choosing to not have children mm. and I wrote about how people have children because they have a need to create something in this world which is a reflection of them and okay. that there are other ways to do that and I think that's what art is you're like birthing something into the world that is a reflection of you yeah, I did. I definitely like that's a human thing, isn't it? You want to make your stamp, leave your legacy. Yeah, I talked about this with Nadia last night as well. Aww. It's, it's a version of immortality. Yeah, totally. It's how it's how you attain immortality is to create things that are left behind when you're not here. So you're not forgotten. Mm. That's a slightly deep thought. Yeah, we got, <laughs> got a little dark there. For I'm, a change. I'm on my period. <laughs> You're on your period. I'm in pain. Yeah, you face your mortality in the last oh, couple of weeks. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, creative. I just think we're made. We're human beings are made to create. That's what separates us from. That's what I don't know. Like it's like consciousness. We love to make things. We do love to make things. Otherwise, we would have evolved where we are now it's, it's like some of it's artistic some of it's problem solving as well I think mm. like science is very creative like maths is incredibly creative which sounds mad to me but also makes complete sense yeah exactly like everything's creation um I mean I, I think I'm not going to go too deep into it now but um I think that's probably the biggest thing that feels threatening about AI. What, because taking something that is something fundamentally human? Yeah, like there's, it seems like listening to podcasts this week about how they don't know why it's choosing to teach itself certain things, like they don't know how it's doing it. So for me, the difference between a computer that has lots of knowledge that can do things and a human being is the act of creativity. Yeah, so, yeah. So a computer doesn't do anything by itself when it should turn it to. Yeah, so if it starts making choices on its own, then it's creating. It's so freaky. It is really freaky. I think we should do a podcast episode on it, like just from like our points of view because I, I, I do want to talk about it because there's been a big change 
in the world in the last couple of weeks a monumental change in the world in the last couple of weeks and um I don't know how it's going to play out but like the more I've just been listening to podcasts about it and reading about it that's the difference creativity for me is conscious is is consciousness the ability to create and to want to create and to play and to want to desire to take part in the act of creativity is what makes us human so and because yeah it goes just going back to the fact that science is creative maths is creative like technology is creative um so when you create something that then goes out and does it out on its own (laughs) have we not learned from all of these films it never goes right it never turns out right. I posted on my stories last night um, because Elon Musk and a number of other people, big people in the tech world, have asked for it to be paused for six months while we just work out. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, just yeah. work out exactly what we want it to do and where we want it to go and the ethics around it, which to me makes perfect sense. Um, but because there's this arms race within companies at the moment to just get it out as fast as possible so everyone can make as much money from it, they're effectively being laughed at. And I'm like, I'm, I'm on their side. Um, but I posted with the quote, just because we can doesn't mean we should. It's Jurassic Park, isn't it? Is it? Uh, I have watched Jurassic Park for years. Yes, what's his face? Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Um, but yeah, I think we'll do a bigger, t- a bigger, I think I definitely want to talk about AI on this podcast and I'd quite like to get someone who maybe knows a bit more than us to yeah, come and speak well, with us. that's anyone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, 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 you do. I've been, I've been doing some reading and stuff. This I was kind of ignoring it. I was like, oh, look, people are making pictures. And then, and then I listened to a podcast which terrified me. <laughs> and now I'm, uh, I'm, I've gone down the autistic rabbit hole of hyperfocus special interest um and yeah i'm just finding it fascinating what's happening in the moment but yeah just rounding it back to that point that that's i, I think it's creativity that makes us fundamental that, that is the fundamental part of being a human being um and that we all have access to it yeah i think i kind of always thought that like the I sort of without being wanky about it but I'm going to be wanky about it it's, it's like the the expression of your soul that's what I think separates us mm. from animals yeah yeah definitely and I think that you can I think it's great if you can have a creative job <coughs> like even when I have like because our jobs are hard right and there's the big lack of security as well that comes with being in a creative industry um especially in as fast paced the world as we are in now like it kind of feels like i feel a little bit behind with trends and things that are happening and i'm like but i just want to do my thing but then because what we put out dictates the market in our industry sometimes you do have Mm. to adapt which is fine i don't mind adapting but maybe at a slightly slower pace um (laughs) a bit overwhelming um and i think yeah i think when you do it for work 
it can sometimes feel less creative than when you're just doing it for fun. Um, and it's because it, it's watered down, isn't it? It's mm, not that it's not you were saying earlier about how um, like seventy percent of what you do is your is business rather than yeah working on your business rather than in your business yeah and like the I mean I quite often think oh what I'd really like is a manager oh, I'd love one of those because then they could do all the business side of things and I could just go and do the gigs mm. yeah yeah. I think I'd probably like a bit biz- like a business. I'd love to have a business, be able to afford like a full time business manager. But again, I mean, we can go back to the money conversation. It's it's charging enough to be able to have that. Um, but yeah, I think creativity is very accessible. Um, I think you just need to be giving yourself time and space to do it. Yes, yeah, so this is what I was going to say to you. Like, if you, when you're not feeling creative is there anything you do that kind of boosts it or helps you get back in touch with it um so for me nature i just love i I love nature big on i think nature is the greatest piece of creativity and art that's out there um it's incredible um and I think part of that comes from being a photographer and being a very visual person. I think it's also like the connection mm. with it as well. Um, so for me, going for a walk, I'll probably say walking is like the cure for pretty much everything. <laughs> you and every GP in the... Uh... Yeah, for me, like walking, but also, um, I find inspiration in revisiting something over and over again, but looking at it differently. There's an exercise, um, in the book called, I think it was either The Antidote or 4,000 Weeks. which we talked about previously by Oliver Bagman. Read both books. Um, but in one of those books, he talks about this exercise of that an art teacher gives his students every year at a university where he asks them to go to an art gallery and sit in front of a painting for three hours. Oh, yes, you were saying about this. And yeah. It's about getting past how... Getting, it's being bored. Yeah. It's getting past the boredom and into, so like, no phone, can't, you have this to just look at the phone. Say something that I do is to remove all distractions. Yeah. Like or to being just... being in the bath or something, like something where you can't... Not even in the bath, but just force yourself to really spend time with it. Because everything for us at the moment is like sound bites, short videos, scrolling. We're like bombarded with information on a scale that has never been seen before so our poor little brains who haven't evolved for hundreds of years really um they haven't gotten they they haven't caught up with this they're just like oh fuck 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 and we're then trying to make our own stuff while being completely overwhelmed and it's almost like an act of meditation to be bored yeah, to rem- I struggle between. Um, I think the reason why I film my time 
is that I, I hate the idea of wasting time. Oh my god, that's such a capitalist thing. So, it's, it's, but it's also about, it's not just about making money, it's about like being productive, so I should... But that's also capitalism. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that's the conditioning. <laughs> should be doing some sort of chore or like... Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, or the very least expensive. I had a boss who used to say to me, if, you, if you've got time to lean, you've got time, time to, to clean. clean. <laughs> um, oh no, it's gone now. Oh no. Maybe it's catching. You were saying about time, productivity. Oh yeah, where, the, where is really the, the kind of, um, for me, like the more time and space I have, um, the better I am at being creative, I think. I think you need to be bored to find creativity. Like, genuinely. I think that is the biggest power of boredom. But we have such a terrible relationship with boredom because of that productivity, because of that capitalist, do, 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 do. Why are you not putting your time? Like the brain itch, yes. Yeah. Like, like, um, you know, if you don't, I'm terrible for this, but um, if you have a look at your phone and, like... Yeah, I'm kind of like, I we're like, what, 30 minutes into this podcast and I'm like eyeing my phone. <laughs> my brain is like, maybe there's some notifications, maybe there's some dopamine right there. <laughs> but if I force myself, if I leave it somewhere, yeah, if I like go for a walk and I leave it behind, or if I get in the bath and I leave it in the bedroom or whatever, like if I give myself that, like, yeah, I will hate it and be like, fuck, give me the first maybe 20 minutes. And then it's like my brain goes, oh. mm. and and that's what happened with this painting exercise, where it was like the first thirty minutes was like fucking excruciating. The way he talks about it, where you're like, oh, it must have been like at least an hour, and then it's yeah, like it's like, been you, ten minutes. Your brain gets itchy. <laughs> that's what happens. It is. Like my brain it. Um, but he said when you get past that, you start to really look at the painting because you have no choice. You have no no choice but to really look at it and it was he said it was there that you could understand why the artist might have picked those particular brush strokes you could see like the thought in every single detail and I think right down to the fact that every day I walk the same route Mm. but like in the last couple of weeks I've noticed how it's changing as spring is coming in and there's like the blossom is coming out and it's been really lovely to witness that Every single day, this kind of blossom and how the sea is different every day and the colours are different. And sometimes I can see France, sometimes I can't see France. And it's that observation, or like sometimes like you've got these big moody clouds and there's like this like incredible light like hitting. I'll never forget a sea swim last year where it was actually a bit drizzly, but I was like very determinedly going, I'm going to go and swim on Saturday. I haven't swum, barely swum this year because I've had this cough. And it's now starting to be less cold. But I'll oh, never forget this thing. It was profound. It was just... I was in the water and I can't even explain it. I can visualise it in my head. But I was just in the water. There's probably like one other person. And I was like looking out and you had like like a very small murmuration of the starlings. Is it starlings that do that? That was kind of going on. And it was this light, like, you know when, like, it's a bit rainy, but the sun's, like, trying to break through, but it was quite early morning, so the colours were just, like... It's, like, twilighty. Yeah, I think, like, if I was religious, I would be, like, that's God. 
but I'm not religious. So to me, that was like... Experience. It was a really profound experience and I was just in the water and I just never, I just felt so connected with myself and the world and nature that that day was a really productive day and I felt creative um, because I think it also comes from connection as well as giving yeah. yourself space Yeah. and I think nature is one of the biggest connections. That, that, that you can have which is why it's so important to me it's like grounding isn't it really simple is like when was the last time you had your shoes off outside on ground I do this quite a bit I quite like doing this I haven't done it for a while and the only reason I remembered is because I've just read Catherine May's book Enchantment and I, I think if anyone wants to understand a bit more about the relationship between creativity and nature, that book is probably like the best possible example. Um, and she's like, not we just did. I can't remember the last time I did that because it's just been a bit wet and great. Like in the summer, I probably do it more, but at the moment, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. Just to yeah to feel grounded and connected, and it's the same with like um, when you go out though. Do you put headphones in? I do, but I haven't been for the last week, so I I try not to, even if it's going to be like a long journey or whatever. Sometimes music can make me feel good, like... Totally get that. Yeah, it, and sometimes I need music to... I need music and walking and nature as like a triple combination of inspiration. Um, but if I go for a walk or a run, though, I'd prefer not to have anything in my ears, mm. just because it, I think it adds, just helps you feel more connected. I haven't been doing it for the last week because I wanted to hear the sea. Mm -hmm. And I've just been letting that noise go through me and thinking about what that feels like. And I think that's where I find probably the biggest inspiration for my writing. Maybe not so much for photography because it's how it, how it makes me feel. I think it's just engaging with whatever you're interested in. Yeah, not shutting it off. That's what I mean about play, though, and, and going back to being a child. Because mm. like, it's kind of like shedding your learning. Yeah. It's like in the book, The Artist's Way, by Julie Cameron. I gave you a copy. Um, where she says, like, the two pillars of the 12-week programme is the morning pages. Mm. So waking up every morning and writing out three pages. Don't think about it. Just write. And then the other one is having an artist's date every week. So that's play. Mm. To go make something. Whatever you want to make. But to go make it. And let it be shit. And, but like it's, it's setting aside that time. And I think by doing that, you can improve your work. Mm. Well, yeah, because there'll be stuff that you learn during that that you can easily transfer. Mm. or also start to find it easier to put yourself into that state of being mm. so when you are at work and you want to be more creative at work you know you know how to bring your you know that actually maybe I need to just slow down I'm at this Big wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm at this wedding and I'm running around with my camera and I'm trying to capture as much as I can as quickly as I can in case I miss anything actually maybe by participating in creativity outside of work you then start to realise Maybe I should take a step back and observe and look and 
see what's happening and just take a moment to breathe and relax and then see what see what happens um because I do think there's that sense of rush 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 mm. at a wedding for photographers or even on a portrait shoot because again you're working to that client expectation you, you're at work um so yeah I think like if we were to give tips for creativity that's probably to participate in it to participate to give yourself time and space mm. lots of time and space be bored be bored don't shut yourself down see what happens yeah and don't be afraid to be shit and embrace the art of repetition because mm. you don't that's what I mean about walking the same thing every day mm. and noticing how it's different because I think actually this is what happened on the headshot swap last week in Manchester mm-hmm. so obviously in the northern quarter in Manchester which is where we met and then Marley suggested going down to the key I think it's called or something and it wasn't as nice as the northern quarter and so everyone was a bit like oh I don't know what to do here because <laughs> like well we're wedding photographers so we're usually used to working not all weddings are beautiful mm. but usually your job's pretty easy right <laughs> to make things look good it's pretty easy uh not all the time but a lot of the time um because it's not real yeah um but I really like I really like it when I'm in a space top spot yeah when I'm like I suppose it goes back to that back yeah. against the wall I have to make something here yeah and yeah so everyone's like a bit awkward getting into it and then we were going to move on and then I spotted some like tall grasses and I was like I'm going to go and look over there and um because it looked like it might have been in water and then it turned out these tall grasses weren't in water and it was just like in this really weird industrial patch but then like within 10 minutes everyone was in this like patch of long grass and, and they were completely into it and they were completely engrossed in being in this space and they'd completely forgotten about their reaction to like where we were originally and I'm just like yeah that's that's what creativity is it's kind of challenging yourself and maybe putting yourself in situations where it's not quite so easy and you maybe do have to find other inspiration Mm. um yeah because sometimes I like being put in a as you said a tough spot Mm. And seeing what I do there. Yeah. I don't really think we... This is something... Yeah, yeah. It feels like quite a nice place to stop, to be honest. Yeah. I think so. It's probably the weirdest podcast ending, I think. (laughs) Yeah, we just just stopped. We just stopped. (laughs) Yeah. We're in. Yeah. Hopefully there was some useful stuff in there. If not, it's just a random chat. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next time. Sweet. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Oh Snap. Like, follow and subscribe to keep yourself up to date with the episodes. And if you're feeling extra, share this episode with someone who might find it useful.